This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. I'm Bruce Jean, and this is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Checking in today with Toby Kabalibog of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Toby, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming back. Always a pleasure, Kev. It's uh, being a Bemidji boy. I will always be a Bemidji boy at heart, and I love talking about uh, fishing here on Leech Lake, Cass Lake, everywhere that you and your listeners, even down to Brainerd now, right? Yeah. All of us uh, all of us in Paul Bunyan country, let's call that what it is, and uh, fishing Paul Bunyan country is always a treat for me. Oh, I'm, I really appreciate that. Uh, we love having you on the show. Um, obviously, Leech Lake is where you spend the bulk of your time with Leisure Outdoor Adventures. How has Leech Lake been this summer? Leech Lake has been great. You know, the... The I say that with a little bit of a grind of my teeth and that the fishing is phenomenal. The, the biomass of walleyes and smallmouth and muskies and everything that people come to Leech Lake for are here in abundance. I haven't seen as many fish as I have this year in a long, long time as far as, you know, seeing them on forward-facing sonar and taking pictures of fish. That being said, our summer, our summer pattern, our weather, you know, today we're on day three of the heavy winds and Leech Lake gets really angry, and right now it's angry. And so <laughs> that makes fishing a challenge in that, that, that aspect. But Leech Lake is wind-driven, so when you do have days like this, if you can find an area where you can safely fish, it can be pretty darn good. Okay. Well, um, it, it's been a really good fishing year from uh, opener, you know, into July. July tends to slow things down a little bit. But by and large, I think uh, this has been a very good fishing year on a lot of lakes. It has. And, I, you know, I hear the same report regardless of the lake. You know, we had really, really good fishing in June up into the apex kind of that pre-summer period with all the mayfly hatch. And as per typical year, the mayfly hatch happens and then things get a little tougher. The water gets warmer. You know, there's an explosion of bait. So fishing becomes harder. And then we kind of hear less and less about fishing. I This week I've been on uh, Winnie, which is arguably the hottest lake in the state of Minnesota, right, as far as the number of fish and all sizes and bites, and, and we picked an evening, which is pre, was pre-storm, and we went out there, and it was, it was average, you know, and that was a, just a day of fishing in the, a snapshot of summer fishing where, yes, of course, we caught fish. We trolled crankbaits and got some nice fish, pike and walleyes both, but it wasn't, it wasn't as good as it would have been on a typical, a typical day where you're literally catching them nonstop. Now, that being said, we didn't beat up the lake. It was kind of more of a fun fishing excursion where we just pretty much brought crankbaits and uh, trolled some flats, you know, pre, pre-sunset and uh, caught some fish and relaxed. But, you know, for most of our anglers and, and listening, you know, that's, that's the kind of fishing they want to hear where they can, you know, you don't have to have thousands and thousands of dollars of, uh, of fish, you know, forward-facing sonar mm-hmm. and all the technology. A lot of the listeners have 2D sonar and a map, and that's pretty much it. And, and boy, when you can go out in the summer, which is what we're going to be talking about, uh, the reactionary baits, Trolling crankbaits, casting, swim baits, crankbaits, whatever it may be, it's kind of where we're at now. So it's a it's a little bit of a different report from my end. Well, the um, the fishing is is been primarily crankbaits now. I mean, is that what you'd say is your starting point when you go out on the water? Uh, no, I was more referencing what our average oh, angler yeah. would do, and and so for. You know, crankbaits, we don't see a lot of boats out midday now. You see them out in the mornings and you see them in the right. evenings, right? That's uh, whether you go on Winnie or Cass or Red or, or Leech Lake, you're going to see the trollers come out. You know, your seasonals and your 
cabin owners and your people who live on the lake that are, are diehard fishermen but maybe maybe aren't on the clock like a fishing guide is, they're going to pick the right hours to go, and, and it's easier fishing because you can, yes, absolutely, throw a number seven shad wrap or ripple shad or whatever whatever it is that your choice of crankbaits are out and match the hatch and troll, and you're not, you're not beating your head against the wall trying to get a school of 50 walleyes to eat in the middle of the day when they don't necessarily want to, you know. So uh, picking that, I would say yes. A shad wrap is always a great summer search bait. Um, once you dial in a location, if they're tightly schooled, then maybe you switch over to the slip bobbers and whatnot else. But, um, um, no, what I was going with that is the artificial baits. Trolling mm. in the evening is a great time to do it. Um, you know, your sand flats, uh, whether it's Cast Lake or, or Winnie or Leech, uh, right now on Leech Lake, we have tons of walleyes in 10 to 14 feet of water in all the, in all the bays in the north end of the lake. So from west to east, we have Walker Bay, north end sand, tons of walleyes right, right now that we target during the day with bobbers. In the evening, it's a great place to pull crankbaits. Sucker Bay, you have North Goose Island, you have Duck Points. Um, those sand flats, we're talking char grass, so it's sand and grass. That's where the crayfish live, and there's tons of perch swimming around mid-water column. So pulling crankbaits around those areas uh, is a great great way to search uh, for, for walleyes. And, you know, crankbaits are a great way to do it because you control cover water, and it's a reactionary bait where you can go by a lot of fish, and eventually you'll find one or two that bite. And it's just a great way to do it in the summer. You know, we have water temps now in the in the low 70s. It's cooled down a bit. Uh, I even saw 68, 69 the other morning um, with our cool overnights. And so the water temps come down a little bit, which means that afternoon, evening bite, again, back to that time is when the water warms up, everything becomes more active. In the morning, you see fish and bait both down by the bottom. But by the afternoon and evenings, the fish have migrated up in the water column. They're more active as a cold-blooded uh, creature, and, and they're more apt to fight, bite. So those search baits, like crankbaits, is what I was referring to. is a great way for me as a guide to go out and do it in the afternoon sure. evening trips. But as our anglers, our, our, our listeners, for those that want to sleep in, have their coffee, mm-hmm. do their daily deal, and, and get out and still catch a couple hours of uh, fishing, uh, trolling crankbaits is a great, great way to do it, whether you're fishing sh- you know, shallow cabbage, batch fl- cabbage flats and or the sandgrass flats here on Leech Lake. It's just it's just an awesome way to do it. Now, as a fishing guide, we're still using bobbers quite a bit, but uh, a lot of reactionary baits, too. Uh, we're using jigging rapalas, and we're using paddle tail swim baits, uh, whether it's Northland's new stuff or or a different brand. Uh, heavier jigs with, with plastics, jigging and ripping them through weeds and through those same schools of fish that we are seeing with side imaging is a great reaction bite. And... Uh, Right now, you know, I've kind of put jig wraps on the back burner for the last summer or so. And my last two trips, it's absolutely caught 80% of our fish because they're just that full of food that midday, it's hard to catch them with anything else. So uh, paddle tails and jig wraps are a great way right now to go out and search on Leech Lake, Cast Lake. When you find fish with side imaging, pitching those into the schools, the bad thing with those is they do blow up the schools. What I mean by that is when you have that pot of fish, you know, that is 60 feet away from your boat, you'll rip into them, you know, with a jig wrap or a plastic, and you'll catch one or two in the fish. What happens, the fish will either, like a smallmouth, will follow that fish that's been hooked, and or the bait itself spooks the fish. Kind of, if they're sleeping, if you're sleeping and having a good nap and someone slams the door, Kev, you're probably going to jump a little bit. And what happens with that with the fish is the same thing. They, they have a tendency to spook and just spread out, and then it's harder to find them. So, but you do get bit, and that's, uh, that's kind of the key, to get hooked while you're out there fishing. Much more to cover with Toby Kalalibog of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, including some musky talk next. 
This is Toby Cavallibug. All of us at LOA are proud to make Kev Jackson sound smart. Sort of. This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Go one step further into the outdoors this summer and experience the incomparable natural wonder of Bemidji, the first city on the Mississippi. Bemidji features abundant access to the great outdoors with over 400 pristine lakes, perfect for canoeing, paddleboarding, and over 160 miles of trails that run through the northern Minnesota landscape. Plan your next great outdoor adventure today at visitbemidji.com. Bemidji points further. I'm Chuck Hassey, a Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and you're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. The inimitable Toby Cavallibog of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, my guest today. I know you love fishing muskies. Have you had a chance to do much muskie fishing yet this year? I did quite a bit of it. You know, I, I haven't. I start here again now this coming weekend um, with muskies, chasing muskies. But I did some uh, June fishing, the more the suspended bites. Um, we put 16 muskies in the boat and like four or five guide trips. It was really, really good. That bite has now kind of faded. The fish are transitioning and then and are on the, the shallow rocks and whatnot and and our weed beds. And now it's time to traditional fish, which means with side imaging, mark your structures that you're fishing, the rocks and the weeds, and, and fish the outside edges, fish the inside edges, and fish everything in between. The fish of 10,000 casts can cover a lot of water, and when they want to eat, they eat. And when they don't, they're just like every other fish. They're tough to catch. So 10,000 casts is that reference. Uh, but here on Leech Lake, we have tons of muskies. They're moving shallow. And uh, as soon as we have this next warm-up, I believe the muskie fishing is going to take off. It's been a little slower. I'm hearing reports of the fish mainly on the main lake being caught off of rock structures, not shallow like the old days. Today now with wind, they'd probably be right on top. But those deeper edges, that 8 to, eight to 10 foot off the rock edges, seem to be where they are out there right now. And there's more coming daily as there's still some pushing in from that suspended bite. Um, Portage Bay, as I've been walleye fishing up there a little bit, and same with Walker Bay. When you run into these schools of walleyes, which are also mixed with suckers, day in and day out, I'm seeing two to three muskies in that same water, you know, 10, 12 feet of water, just kind of swimming through. They're not active. They're not chasing the, the fish we're catching, but they're there, which tells me as an angler, you know, if you pay attention to details, these muskies are not super shallow yet. I think they're going to push up shallower as the water warms up closer to 80 degrees. And then, you know, by August, then we'll be talking about a shallow sand bite. That's the transition. Open water, push the weeds and rock cover. And then as it gets hot and then cold again, with that later in August, now they'll move up into the sand flats, and that'll be a different bite. But right now, if I was going on Leech Lake, Cass Lake, the lakes that we're listen- our listeners are on, I would focus on our traditional summer spots, but maybe cast to where you would traditionally keep your boat, so if I'm saying if you keep your boat in 16 to 18 feet of water, casting the 10 feet, I would keep it just a little deeper to cover that water, that open space just outside the weed edge, because that's where I'm seeing a lot of the muskies right now. They, they're thinking about being shallow. They're on the breaks, but they're not quite in the tops yet, at least for a bulk of the day. You seen any big ones out there? Uh, yeah, we boated. Uh, we had a day where we boated a 49 and a 52. So that's, uh, those are big ones. Um, another one of our guides has put, uh, doing the trolling bite, uh, you know, um, you know, two, three weeks ago before the 4th of July, uh, several fish in that 50 inch, 50 inch range, um, caught on crankbaits trolling the abyss. Um, so there's definitely some big ones. Um, I think I have, I have, uh, two or three fish in that 48 inch range in the boat. Yeah, lots of 42 to 46s as far as the fish I've seen so far this year, but, uh, 
Yeah, 52 is pretty big, you know, for, for anywhere. You know, we don't get a lot of those 56, 57s like you hear about a Mille Lacs or a Vermilion. Um, 52, 53 is kind of the top that I've seen or heard from. Um, I've been lucky enough to see, you know, a handful of those in my, my last eight years of doing actually doing the muskie guiding here on Leech Lake. So uh, 52 was a good was a good day for us. Absolutely. That's that's a um, I mean, 52 inch fish of any sort is a pretty exciting fish. <laughs> yeah, we might be under I might be underselling that a little bit. Trust me, I was doing jumping jacks in the boat and excited when we saw that <laughs> fish. It was an absolute monster. It was post spawn, so it wasn't super fat, but it had a, just a giant hog log head and super long big tail on it. And it was a beautiful fish. It was clean. Um it was just a fun one to catch. The 49 inch would probably weigh 10 pounds more than the 52. That was a chunky monkey. And we did get a 47 post, well, opener, a round opener that was not spawned yet. And that one had a big saggy belly on it that was for sure a 35 pound fish, even though it was only 47 inches. So some, some special fish and they're all, they're all beautiful. They're fun to catch here on Leech Lake. I know this is not necessarily your specialty, but what are you hearing from the guys uh, who are out fishing bass on Leech? Well, there's been two tournaments here uh, in the last couple of weeks. There was one yesterday, too. I don't know exactly exactly how it was caught, but if it followed, and I'd imagine it was probably similar to the high school bass tournament that was just here the other weekend, um, the largemouth, there doesn't seem to be as many of those five-pounders, but the four-pound range largemouth, they're in the slop, so your Northland, your j- jungle jigs and that type of thing, they're, they're bass fishing with uh, the heavy stuff out of the slop. Um, we've had cooler water and wind and these cold fronts, and, and it's hard. And not that there's not a lot of smallmouth to be caught, and smallmouth definitely will dominate a tournament out here day in and day out when you have proper, you know, when you have conditions for so the, the tournament. You know, typically you're thinking rock humps and or deeper rocks for smallmouth this time of year, and they are. They seem to be, if you look down at uh, Stony Point in the south end of the lake, um, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, Stony and, okay. and uh, heading south, um, down by Pine Island, you have deeper, deeper uh, rock humps, and out in the middle of the lake, to North Bar, Moki, Submarine Island, the deeper rocks, Ned rigs, tubes, um, those type of uh, presentations, drugs through the rocks, are catching the smallies. And typically, uh, 20 to 22 inch smallies win a bass tournament out here. But the last couple of tournaments, it's kind of been dominated by largemouth again. And I don't think it's because there's more or better largemouth fishing. I think it has the fact that it's, you know, 35 mile an hour winds. And in your typical bass boat, you're probably not going to go out in four or five footers in the middle of Leech Lake to try to target smallmouth. So both are biting. I've, I've, I've been catching smallmouth again this year in places that I've never seen them before. So they seem to be covering and taking over the lake, Cabacona Bay, a walleye spot. I've never caught a smallmouth. I went back to back to back on smallmouth on it the other day, uh, which was surprising. They weren't big ones. They were probably 12 to 14 inches. You know, were just fun little ones to catch. But those are young smallmouth. And I've, ca- I've been catching you know, again, walleye fishing, but running across 20 to 22 inch smallmouth, which are huge. Uh, 19, anything over 19 inches is a big smallmouth. And mm-hmm. they're, they're four, four or five pounders and they're out there and they're on all the rock reefs. So it's unbelievable bass fishing to answer your question. I just don't do it that much. And <laughs> for these guys that know what they're doing and can target them, there's not a, a more fun uh, sport fish, in my opinion, than a smallmouth bass. I mean, pound for pound, pound for pound. Uh, it's got to be one of the toughest fighting inland lake fish in all the sport fishing world. It's Toby K Day on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, 
as a longtime guide, an angler, a veteran who's uh, seen it all, um, anything out there that concerns you right now? I don't think I, there's anything right now that's concerning on Leech Lake. Um, you know, the transition, the transition into this modern technology and zebra mussels is still a puzzle that we're trying to put together. Um, this year has been tougher day in and day out, not just here, but on some of the other lakes where you typically, Cass Lake, where you typically would have a hot bite. Certainly we've had windows where it's a week long of, of fish are biting like crazy and it's great. But I don't know that I've had to work as hard as a fishing guide and a guy that has all the technology to catch walleye than I have for the last three weeks. Mm. That being said, we're catching them, and it's it's very, it's it, but it's challenging in that one day they want bobbers, one day they want rigs, one day they want plastics, one day jigging wraps, and you just have, luckily, a guy has 20, 30 rods ready to go, uh, but it's not a one-trick pony. And I'm concerned a bit with the forward-facing sonar and the clarity of the water and that the fish are pushing away. We've had these conversations, mm-hmm. but maybe more than other once other times this year i've noticed on fish when you go back to back days on a school of fish each day becomes harder and harder and so the schooling fish are are really in school right now and their curriculum is working (laughs) i've noticed i've noticed that uh i've noticed that they're becoming tougher to catch and um and i would imagine and again we don't have the we don't have the benefit of being out at night and doing the trolling as much you know we fish we fish the day so we're start at 8 o'clock in the morning and fish till 4 o'clock in the afternoon, which may be part of a window where it's really good in the morning or if it's a full moon, middle of the day. But the other six hours of a four-hour or eight-hour trip are, are a challenge in that it's stick-and-move time. And um, I think it's as much as it is clarity and forward-facing sonar, I believe just the bait hatch this year compared to some others, there's just a ton of bait in the water already. I mean, it's a ridiculous amount. But if you go out, and anywhere in the lake, and you put forward-facing sonar down, you're going to see, I mean, literally football field-sized schools of bait fish. And then every fish we're cleaning are plump full of crayfish. So, you know, it's hard, it's hard to get somebody to eat a big T-bone steak right after they had Thanksgiving meal. You know, it's mm-hmm. just one of those things. And, and so finding that after-dinner mint day in and day out, whatever the flavor is, is kind of our challenge. So the fish are full, but that is summer fishing, and that's part of our part of our challenge i love it if it was easy everybody would do it and they wouldn't need a fishing guide and figuring out that puzzle every day is just part of it but my concern to answer your question is 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 it forward-facing sonar is it the zebra muscles and water clarity is it a combination i think the answer is yes Mm -hmm. yeah um besides the forward-facing sonar or any other electronics because there's always new electronics to talk about any other cool uh, new toys out there you've been using that you like well, you know, in talking forward-facing sonar, 90% of the people have the same setup, and they have they have a Garmin or a Lowrance or a Hummingbird on a pole mount, and it's forward-facing. They call it forward-facing sonar, but there are three different views with your product, typically, when you're talking to Garmin and Lowrance. There's forward, down, and then there's what's a scout or perspective view, depending on your brand, which is a wide view. And so when that wide view is, is positioned right on the pole mount or the shaft of your trolling motor, you're getting a totally different view. And finding fish in that, for a Lowrance guy like myself, in scout view, I have a 120-degree ang- angle wide uh, mm. spotlight. And it's it, when it's positioned right in the water column, right now as a search tool, um, as if not more effective than side imaging, I'm able to, I have one mounted on my trolling motor, 
And there's a mount, I am not sponsored by this, there's a mount called Fish Obsessed. And the Fish Obsessed mount allows you to put a scout view or perspective view mounted, a transducer on that shaft, and you can adjust it with minor clicks, smaller than factory pres- uh, factory settings. So I can adjust it up and down the water column so that I can see in 10 feet of water, 120 degrees wide, which basically is your side imaging in front of the boat. Um, so that allows me with, with shallow water or suspended fish to stop before I get to them. Whereas side imaging, you're driving past the fish, alerting the fish, and then catching them as they're skirting the boat in side imaging and behind the boat. And now I'm catching them before. So it's still the same technology, but it's a different view that I don't think as many people are utilizing. I think probably bass fishermen do. But when it comes to the walleye view, walleye world, you know, old school now is having one forward-facing sonar. And I have, mm-hmm. you know, and I and a lot of guys will have multiples, and I'm learning to use the scout view as a search tool, and that is uh, game-changing when it comes to being efficient and going from fish to fish. All right. Well, uh, Toby, if people are going to go out fishing this week, uh, what do we have to have in the boat right now, and where should we be starting out? Well, I think it's the same as a lot of the reports. I, I, I would believe that your morning bites and evening bites are going to be best in the in the sandgrass areas, the flats where the fish have already set up for the summer. They're not going anywhere, including the rock piles. Um, you know, we have several mid-lake reefs. They all seem to have fish on them, both smallmouth and, and walleyes and uh, pike and muskies too, but mainly smallmouth and walleyes, the big schools, uh, the, 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 the bays, Portage, Sucker, uh, Walker Bay, all towards the north end of those bays and, uh, you know, they, you know, where the sandgrass flats are. Where people typically troll crankbaits on Leech Lake, there are pods of fish. So in the daytime, it's still hard to beat a bobber and a jig wrap. But in the evening time, trolling shad wraps, crankbaits, whatever your choice is, something that gets down 8 to 10 feet of water over the 12 to 16 foot flats will catch you walleyes. So sand flats, sand flats, sand flats, and rock edges play the wind. That's the key with Leech Lake. All right. Well, before we wrap it up, we've got to do a fast five. Perfect. I'm ready. Hit here, me. here we go. Fast five. Who's with me? <laughs> Question number one. Are you a pop drinker? Diet Coke. Okay. That was the next part of the question. <laughs> okay. Question number two. Who's your all-time favorite actor? Ooh. Ooh. I think I'm going to have to go with Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. I'm a comedy junkie, so right. Will Ferrell. <laughs> Question number three, are you a coffee drinker? Uh, more and more by the day. I probably need to fix that, but I do take after my father, Dean Kavalivog, that drinks this uh, 16 hours a day, 16 hours a day probably straight, gets up with it, and goes to bed with coffee. I haven't got that far, but yes, I'm a, I'm a two to three cup a day type person in the morning, for sure. Black or additives? Uh, yes. <laughs> I, do, I do straight up black, probably a medium roast in the morning. Uh, with a shot of milk. Nothing fancy, no foo-foo, just a little bit of milk. But I do not add any more as I have my second and third cup. I just put more black to it. By the time I'm done, it's straight up black <laughs> coffee. Uh, question number four, and well, one would think this would be an easy one, but I've heard you, and in fact, we did a nice conversation once on, a, on uh, how much you love deer hunting. So I'm going to go with this one, fishing or hunting, if you have to pick one. Deer hunting. Deer hunting, 100%. Yes. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, you uh, you speak eloquently of uh, the joy of deer hunting, for sure. 
Well, I do, and and the reason being is that I I enjoy fishing as much, but fishing is spread out over such a long time versus I literally get 10 days or less to deer hunt and I spend nine months a year thinking about it. <laughs> so it's all wrapped up into a excitement of Christmas type of uh, approach when it comes to my mental thinking. Gotcha. And finally, question number five, will the Vikings ever win a Super Bowl? I believe they will, and it will happen within 10 years. Ooh. I hope you're right, because I'd like to be around to see it. So Yeah, that's why I'm going with that. <laughs> All right, Toby, well, if people want to go fishing for muskies or walleyes or whatever with you and the crew from uh, Leisure Outdoor Adventures, how do they get set up? Well, we have a toll-free number. It's very easy. If you can remember Leisure Outdoor Adventures, you think of the LOA, you know, the abbreviation acronym LOA. So it's 855-LOA-HOOK, like terminal tackle fishing hook. So 855-LOA-HOOK will give you our toll-free number. Bob or Jen will answer the phone, and uh, they will take care of you and hook you up with me or any of our 13 guides. All right, Toby Cavalivog, Leisure Outdoor Adventure, Stock and Leech Lake area fishing with us. Toby, great to have you on the show again. Thanks for taking the time. Always my pleasure, Kevin. Now we're going